want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book signings, tours, all that good stuff. Um, always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, excited to have Malcolm Bohm on the line today. He is the CEO and founder of Liquid Grids. Uh, Malcolm, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, so, Malcolm, uh, let's just start with your background. Uh, How did you kind of get started as a as an entrepreneur and in business? Yeah, so um, I I'm in the healthcare industry, and for probably the first third of my career, I was working in very large enterprise organizations. Um, People may recognize the name Pfizer. I was fortunate enough to, to work at Pfizer for many years. I found that uh, I kept hitting a glass ceiling, and I wanted to break through it. So um, I went through a few different companies, large companies, and then one day I was driving home, and somebody said, would you like to start a new company? And I just thought, wow, what a fantastic idea. I didn't even think of the consequences. I just jumped off the Titanic without a without a – an umbrella, and free fell, and um, never looked back. But for me, it was, it was I think, always inside me to break out of the enterprise and, and become my own boss and, and sort of drive my own destiny. So there's a lot of people listening that are maybe in a similar situation of, of where you were when you started this journey, which was where exactly what you said, working for a big company, thinking of, and hitting that ceiling, and so they're considering going out on their own. Um, knowing what you know now after having, you know, gone out on your own, what kind of advice would you give the, the Malcolm that was just starting out again? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a really tough road to hoe for a lot of people. And I, and I think the younger generations today are really eager to get out and do their own thing. And for those of us sort of have the scars and, and the, the tire treads across our backs, We've, we've kind of learned those lessons. And, and I always tell people, I, I would never discourage you from, from going out on your own and, and trying to become an entrepreneur. But I would always try and encourage you to be eyes wide open in terms of the magnitude of the challenge that you're taking on. It's really, really difficult. And so many, so many people, unfortunately, uh, fail. But you learn from your failures. And failure is just part of the journey. So um, be, be prepared. Be prepared for a lot of road bumps, um, but it's worth it in the end. Let's talk about, let's stay on that uh, subject of failure, because I, I love that you brought that up, because some people, um, they really, it's not that, you know, they, they're cut out to be an entrepreneur or not cut out to be an entrepreneur. I just find that some people just look at failure in the wrong way. Um, what are your thoughts about failure specifically? Well, First off, recognize a failure. Um, recognize a failure for a result, right? It gives you a result. Um, you want to be able to fail fast, and so set yourself up for quick hurdles, and if you don't overcome them, see a failure as a strong point, right? It's something that you're learning from. Um, and I think the other thing that I, I see a lot is you want to fast fail and you want to fast no. So when you're asking for something or, or you're trying to achieve something and you, and you do get to that roadblock, um, get through it quickly. Don't vacillate. 
I've, I've also seen a lot of entrepreneurs who lose themselves in their own dream and, and can't get away from the fact that it's, it's just not succeeding. And uh, those people really, really struggle. So fail fast, recognize it as something that's positive for you, learn from it and move on and move on quickly. I love that. And another way I've heard it said is really not to get in love with your idea. Because when you're sitting there and you're thinking about it, it's your baby and, and the business or the, the product isn't working, but it was your idea. I mean, just accept it. I mean, the numbers at the end of all of this, um, sure, it, it, the, it may be a great idea, maybe ahead of its time, maybe behind the times. I mean, a lot of different reasons something can fail. Maybe the market just doesn't accept it for whatever reason yet. Um, but I, no, I'm a huge fan of that um, advice. Um, let, let's switch it up a bit, Malcolm. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at Liquid Grids. Um, what kind of clients are you helping and how do you help them? So as I mentioned at the outset, I'm in the healthcare industry. So um, when social media started to, like, explode back in 2010, and you think about that, Facebook at the time was at 500 million people, which today feels tiny. Um, I recognized that we had the potential of a brand-new medium to connect with consumers. So think about when you're watching the TV, you get one-way advertisements sent to you, and those healthcare advertisements for drugs and all that kind of stuff, sort of it's a one-way message. You just have to listen to the whole thing and watch it, and then you're done, but you have no chance to interact with that. And so when the social network started to really mature, I looked at that and said, holy crap, we've got a totally different medium that's coming into our futures. People are going to be using the Internet for all kinds of different things, including their health, talking about their health, and we have this new two-way street. And so I wanted to get ahead of that curve and build something that took advantage of that. So a lot of people, many, many people, search for healthcare topics, the number one search topic on Google. On Facebook, a lot of people are connecting with other people to try and find, do, do you have the same as me? How have you, how have you treated that, et cetera? So at Liquid Grids, we built a platform that harvests publicly available dialogue by consumers about their health, and then we do a whole bunch of data mining on it, really to try and understand how would we get a message back to those people on their terms that would be meaningful to them in the, in the form of content, messaging, and advertising. And so we've, we've built a, a model whereby we harvest the information, we analyze it, get all of the context, the insights, and the targeting parameters, and we drive highly effective advertising campaigns in social media uh, for healthcare companies, medical device, biotech, uh, pharmaceuticals, of course, and uh, diagnostics. This is sort of the mainstay of my business. What kind of trends are you noticing um, in your industry right now? I think the biggest one is the shift to digital that is happening in the healthcare industry. Healthcare industry is incredibly conservative and highly, highly regulated. And so it took a long time for the industry to sort of get used to the concept of being digital, number one, and actually interacting in, in the social networks, number two. In 2017, we started to see a, a big shift. In 2018, we saw for the first time that digital had a, an equal share of the advertising dollars. And just to put that into perspective, the pharmaceutical industry alone in the United States spends $5.2 billion on advertising, direct to consumer or direct to uh, healthcare professional. And that was probably 75% uh, on TV and print and radio. Now today, it's a 
The other really important trend is that we're also seeing for the first time the direct-to-consumer digital advertising has overtaken healthcare professional advertising. Um, those are two big shifts that we've seen in the last couple of years. Very positive for my company. I think very positive for, for everybody in the healthcare field. And how does this um, how does this education piece work to the consumers? Because to me, I mean, when I hear this, it sounds like it's great because in the past, prior to you know great information being available there, you have people in the on these groups or other people are, are you know let's just say unqualified or not necessarily getting the right information um, or education, just kind of you know giving each other giving each other advice whether that's good or bad. Um, these one offs. So how does that education piece, how have you seen it's been working to directly help the end user? Because I, I think it should, it is. Yeah, look, I mean, I think there's a great danger for all of us as consumers, healthcare consumers, for misinformation on the Internet, right? And that, mm -hmm. that's a big danger. Um, we, we have, over the last couple of years, built up a portfolio of communities that in aggregate are 1.25 million people on a daily basis. And we've broken that up into about 10 different very large communities. And when you get to the point where you have 100,000 to 150,000 people around a particular healthcare topic, it has credibility, it has authenticity, and we curate it. Um, so we're, we're making sure that there isn't misinformation happening and that people aren't misadvising each other. But there's no doubt that when you bring a lot of people together around a specific healthcare topic, and they all are suffering from similar types of things, and they can reflect to each other lots of their experiences. It doesn't mean that their experience is applicable to each other, but it's at least a way for people to share along common journeys. So let me give you an example. In our heart health community, we're the number three community on Facebook behind the American Heart Association, and yet we have more engagement there. And that's because we're educating people. In that particular community, education about the disease is something that they just gobble up every day. You may have a complex cardiac uh, disorder, but you probably don't understand what that really means. What is the disease? Why is it happening? And how can it be treated? And what are the approaches? And that educational piece is really, really important. So for each of the different communities within our portfolio, we set a tone and a culture on three basic tenets, awareness, education, and support. And that's really the, the basis of what the consumer feels from the liquor grids communities online. Behind the scenes, of course, we're using all of the uh, Facebook advertising sophistication that we can to make sure that we're connecting those people with brands and services that would be relevant to them. No, that's great. And if uh, somebody wants to uh, find out more about uh, either Liquid Grids or yourself, and what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so obviously our website, liquidgrids.com, all one word, or contact me, Malcolm, at liquidgrids.com, Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M, at liquidgrids.com. We'd love to hear from people. We've got a lot of opportunities. All right. Well, hey, Malcolm, I really appreciate you taking time out to come on the show and uh, educate us more about your background and also what you do, so thank you. And to the audience, as always, thank you for uh, tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave me a review, do all that great stuff we do to support podcasters. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you again, Malcolm.